Do you ever get the feeling like you're always playing catch-up in the tech side? I mean, I certainly do. I mean, I'm of an age. Isn't that a polite way of saying it? I'm old. But uh, phenomenal interest. I read every single day on stuff coming out of the tech world. Uh, we obviously apply it and use it. But I still feel like I'm behind. And then something new comes along, and that doesn't help my feeling at all. And that's why I've asked... Uh, Ian Patterson from Perlock to come on. He's a great guy to chat with, uh, an expert in this area. But let me just start with this, Ian. I've been reading about this thing called Chat GPT. Uh, I think we've got to start with you telling me what the heck it's all about. Well, Chat GPT, I think, is probably the biggest innovation since search engines on the internet. That's how big of a deal this technology could be. In really plain English, ChatGPT is a uh, it's a type of artificial intelligence called a large language model. And the way that it works is you give it a prompt, which could mean that you ask it a question. And then seemingly like magic, it will give you back a response. What's fascinating about this technology, though, is that you can ask it effectively any question because it's been trained on the entirety of the internet, meaning it has the knowledge of the entirety of the internet to, to pull from. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> not, not a very concise response, but my goodness. But when you first started to learn about this, did you just sort of knock your socks off and say, holy smokes, this is big time. People got to know about this? Well, I think that the the, the type of technology here is, is truly game-changing. If you think about what happened... Uh, back when the when the early internet came around, there was a, an access to information. But but not only was there access to information, it was possible to get information. It was possible with the result of search engines to get information quickly, and that's why you saw Google becoming one of the most uh, valuable companies in the world because they were providing this magical service that allows you to very very quickly ask a question and get an answer. Now the 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 answers that Google gives you or, or, or that Bing or, or AltaVista back in the day gives you is a reference. It's a pointer to something else that exists online. The, the key difference here with ChatGPT and other forms of, of LMMs, LLMs, excuse me, is that they will uh, synthesize information, meaning you can ask it, uh, for instance, to get a summary of a specific topic that might, the summary might come from hundreds, thousands, or even millions of different sources, and it will provide you back a summary and, and synthesize original content um, that, again, will, will just seem like it is magic. It seems like you are actually talking with a, a true artificial intelligent creature. Well, for someone like myself who does a lot of reading, a lot of research, I mean, that sounds like this is going to simplify things for me. Uh, I, you know, one of the big challenges is to grasp kind of everything that's out there, but will it make the decision of what's relevant and what's not? Well, I think if you ask it that question, you, you might be surprised by the answer. Uh, you could simply ask it things like, what are the, uh, the top investments of this decade? Uh, you could ask it, what are the uh, top contrarian investments of this decade? It is then going to look and, and compute uh, on the basis of the entirety of the internet what it should answer for you. And the answer it gives back to you might be completely original, and it might actually seem uh, like, like it was written by, by an expert. I'm just wondering, if, is this going to change uh, everybody doing term papers at university or, or something of that sort? They could just sort of take advantage of uh, chat GPT and, and uh, presto, you've got something original. So they're not going to accuse you of plagiarism, but you're just going to hand it in and I think do awfully well. 
So already been the case, and and students have been expelled uh, because oh. they they did use ChatGPT. It it generated a paper. They they put it in, and and uh, uh, unfortunately, the student was uh, was challenged and admitted that he used ChatGPT. But I think it's going to be game changing across a number of industries. Certainly, education uh, is going to be one area where you can no longer rely on uh, on the students producing an original work and then basing their uh, their grade. On, on the quality of that work, because simply you can you can write one term paper, you could write a thousand term papers uh, with ChatGPT. It's a, it's functionally no different in terms of the, the computational cost. But really, any industry or any job function that requires uh, a fairly low level synthesization of of data or information is going to be impacted. And I actually don't think that that you or I could name all of the industries that will be impacted. I'll give you a, another example. In my industry, uh, it, as, as we've often talked about cybersecurity, one of the common uh, uh, processes that happens when you're going to work with a new customer is you often have to fill out a security questionnaire. So it's a cybersecurity questionnaire. Many business owners have to deal with this. It's painful. Uh, you, you have to fill out an Excel sheet. It's, it's all basically the same questions, but everybody has a different version of the, of the Excel sheet takes a, a lot of time, uh, questionable whether it actually provides any value. Um, but we were experimenting this past week and we actually created a tool using chat GPT. Uh, it's available at, uh, labs.plurilock.com and you can upload a security questionnaire. You upload the secure, the, the Excel sheet. We use chat GPT to fill it in. And you get a completed security questionnaire almost instantaneously. Now think about any type of action or any type of operation in a business setting or even in a creative setting um, where you have to synthesize information. And that suddenly is going to take away not only jobs from people, um, but it'll be fascinating, I think, uh, in terms of what it unlocks in terms of new business modalities. What about, um, and again, how easy will this be to be used, like even to start? Will I download it and, man, Bob's your uncle, I'm off to the whole races? So you can certainly uh, go to uh, uh, OpenAI. That's the uh, foundation behind ChatGPT. You can sign up for a free account and you can start playing around with it. Notably, uh, ChatGPT is, is one version of a large language model. Uh, there are other uh, companies out there that have similar types of technologies um, we, we can talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, why OpenAI might be different, why, why they might be successful. Uh, but this, this currently is a, is a, free, it is a free tool. Um, what, what might be interesting uh, coming up is that uh, as of this week, there's discussions between OpenAI, the foundation behind ChatGPT, and Microsoft um, of a multi-billion dollar investment from Microsoft to OpenAI. Um, and I think that it, that's that's really interesting for two reasons. One, the amount of money being contemplated is massive. But two, um, there's there's a a, a saying, there's a, a maxim in data science that whoever has the most data wins. And so, if you if you think about uh, a, a large language model that's trained on the entirety of the internet. It, effectively, it means that any other company could do roughly the same thing and in theory get something comparably similar in terms of functionality. The, the discussions that have been reported so far around this investment from Microsoft into OpenAI is actually twofold. One, they, they don't only get the, the technology, uh, but they'll then be able to integrate that 
Now, what happens if you integrate ChatGPT inside of Microsoft Word? What happens if you integrate ChatGPT inside of, of your Outlook client? It does two things. One, suddenly as a customer, fantastic. I can I can very quickly write documents. I can very quickly write email. The other thing I think, though, is, is really interesting is that OpenAI suddenly gets access to a set of data to build their next version of the product that nobody else would have. So I think it's a very interesting investment strategy that they're taking. And uh, again, I really like that you're making the recommendation. I mean, maybe the, this is just introductory. So the easiest thing might be to go to OpenAI and fool around with it a bit for individuals and just see what it is and what it's about and how it may adapt to your own personal life or your business, as you say. I mean, it would seem to be anybody in business better better, better do that. You know, it might be an advantage, uh, might leverage other things, reduce costs, et cetera. So it is that simple. Eh? Go to OpenAI and uh, simply start fooling around. So OpenAI is, is certainly one place that you can you can start. There are a number of uh, generative AI companies out there or, or generative AI products uh, that are coming to market. Dolly uh, would be another example of, of a generative AI product. This is, um, you, you might have seen uh, AI generated uh, images. Um, that's also an, an OpenAI product. So there's a number of these tools that are coming on market um, that, that you can play with. I will say just from a, a, a business owner's perspective, um, we, we've been playing with, with ChatGPT now for, for two or three weeks. And uh, unfortunately, the, the service is so popular, it's, it's going down frequently because so many people are trying to play with it. And we're already, not even though we've only started playing with it for two or three weeks, we're already missing it when it goes down. <laughs> and I, I just, I cannot overemphasize how much of a game-changing technology this is, this is going to be. Well, we're going to have to explore it a lot more as we go forward. And I appreciate you finding time with us, Ian. I mean, as I say, it's fascinating for your your business, which is, of course, cybersecurity and a lot of different levels, you know, with Pluralock. But uh, as I say, expansive to all businesses individually. I, I'm fascinated. I'm going to start this weekend. So, uh, Ian, thanks so much for finding time for us. Thanks, Mike. Hey, and just a reminder, I want to let you know that Ian's going to be with us at the World Outlook Conference, February 3rd and 4th. I mean, talk about being in a growth area, cybersecurity, uh, so many different levels. Uh, he's talked to governments, corporations, individuals. So take advantage of that. That's one of the great things about being back in person is uh, you've heard Ian here, read about him, other things with Pluralock. Well, take advantage. You got questions? He's a great guy. He'll answer them at the World Outlook Conference, February 3rd, 4th.